Mage Talk is brought to you by MageMail. Keep your customers coming back with customer lifecycle email for Magento. Visit them online today at magemail.co. Mage Talk is brought to you by MageMojo, a Magento hosting company. We know that you have a lot of options out there when it comes to Magento hosting. But we want you to give MageMojo a try. Not only do they have the fastest SLA at 15-minute response time in the entire industry, but they will also pay to get you back on your old host if you don't like it. We want to give you this special offer, and you can get the code to get that special offer in the middle of the show. Thanks to MageMojo for their continued support of Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Finding a good Magento developer just got a whole lot easier. Visit them online at commercehero.io. Hello and welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento community podcast. I'm Philip, and this is Road to Imagine Week. Ah, Imagine is just days away, and we're bringing you a new episode of Mage Talk every day through the weekend so that you can make Mage Talk the soundtrack for your road to imagine. And uh, speaking of which, we've released our theme song for the very first time, uh, which was scored and performed by uh, Spectral Wolf. And you can get that on our SoundCloud right now, soundcloud.com slash Mage Talk. Make your soundtrack for your trip to imagine Mage Talk. Uh, and we want to hear your playlist. So make your own playlist. Go ahead and tag Mage Talk in that on SoundCloud and uh, hashtag it with Road to Imagine. Uh, we would love to hear what you guys are listening to on your trips in and out. So today is extra special because we're bringing you a two-part interview. So today is part one with Mr. Bob Schwartz himself. Uh, he was the former president uh, of Magento and one of the principal investors there in the company uh, and helped lead that team through growth stages uh, into the transition and ownership of eBay. So it's a great listen, I'm going to warn you. Part one's about an hour. Part two is a little over an hour, uh, but we had the best conversation with him. He lays it all out on the table, gets a little salacious at times. I think you're really going to like it. Uh, so sit back and relax, and let's get into the interview. Hello, and welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento Community Podcast episode, I don't know, let's call it 777. It's the number of perfection, because uh, we have waited a very long time uh, for... <laughs> you for, jumped a couple 600 we, episodes. Yeah, we, you know, but that's okay. Heck? I have a feeling like what this this will be a 27-parter um, from the pre-show. I think there's a lot of content to cover. It uh, very well maybe. I'm I've doing. I'm building it up, up slowly. Building yeah. it up. We have a very special guest. You you may say that we save the best for last because of all the people in all of the Magento uh, community that we've ever had, uh, Bob Schwartz is the one who completes us the most, and uh, we welcome him to the show here today. Welcome, Bob Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I love that. You are so welcome. It's, uh, it's a blast to be here, guys. It's a blast. Yeah, well, we, uh, we know uh, that you know, we've had everybody else on, uh, and so it was just about time, and it's been actually kind of hard for us to find time to, to, uh, to meet up, but we're, I'm really glad we get to do it before Imagine this year. Um, speaking of Imagine, just a quick side note to remind everybody, we have uh, Mage Talk Live happening at Imagine uh, for three days, that's uh, April 3rd through 5th. Uh, Kayla and myself and Brian Lang of the Future Commerce Podcast will all be live on site uh, broadcasting every day. Um, and so you want to watch us uh, on Twitter. We're going to be putting out the feeds and stuff. And uh, who knows, maybe some people like Bob Schwartz get to pop in, pop their heads in. Uh, so it'll be cool people from around the community, uh, industry analysts, a lot of merchants. So make sure uh, you keep a watch on the feed for that. But anyway, without any further you- ado... Are you going to be like in a glass booth? Yeah, we're going to be in yeah. a fishbowl. It's going to be so awesome. So we can come up and do that 
that blowfish thing on the windows? <laughs> I tried to tell you, Phil. That's exa- that's all that's going to happen. People are going to walk by and make faces at us. That's the only thing that's going to happen with this. You know what? You need to you need to be running a video cam and do some captures and uh, go social with those. Yeah, and we're we're working on it. There's there's a, a rumor that somebody's supplying a 360 VR video camera for us to live <laughs> live stream, and I say you really don't want to. You don't want that virtual presence of me sitting right next to you. It's it's too intimidating. Yeah, the hair yeah, is too yeah. good. And you don't want me to start to riff on that as an event. You know, I like doing that. Shit, no, so. I know, I know, I know. I and and uh, but actually, I kind of do. I, I want to get you revved up, Bob. I want you yeah. to. I want you to share uh, a little bit. Let's kind of let's start a little bit. I know, man. As far as I can, as far back as I can remember, at least you know, in the early days of of Magento actually getting serious. Uh, your name has always been sort of tied to, you know, to Jari and Yoav and Roy. And uh, it was the four of you is is as far back as I can remember. Kind of what's your story? And, you know, how did you how did you come to be part of our amazing community? Wow. OK, so I'll try to drag you through that. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. So I've been um, I've been at e-commerce as long as it's been around. I started selling uh, actually computers online before there was the internet. I sold them on prodigy hmm. and then, um, <laughs> early on earlier than that, I actually, um, uh, actually was involved with a earlier stage software company and this is really pre-internet and started to learn to code. And then through that built a relationship with prodigy, started selling PCs on prodigy and also took some of these PCs to QVC and just saw the real-time nature wow. of when you're saying things, you could see call volume, you could see sales volume. And it was just, it was just really cool. Then the internet came around, and I'm like, this is this is the platform. I moved the prodigy selling over there and started to grow kind of a reputation uh, of selling things online and move forward. I was involved with another, I'll call it similar agency to Varian, where I was on the board of it. Uh, we had sold that last company of Packard Bell Computers, and I was on the board of a of an agency. Uh, and that agency in the middle of it had an asset. We turned that company, a lot like Varian to Magento, turned that company into that asset. Hmm. And, we, and we sold that asset called Live Bid to Amazon. And Nordstrom came knocking uh, sometime later. And uh, I launched, built, and spun off Nordstrom.com. So there was this, this constant flow of me not hmm. looking at my life as a, really as a career, but more like you know, projects. Today we call it, you know, kind of the gig economy. And I've always just thought of my life as in projects. And after I did the Nordstrom.com launch build and spinoff, and that's a whole nother episode. It's really fascinating. It is really fascinating as to why we did that, what we did with it It was a lot of fun. Nordstrom is a phenomenal company. And uh, I started getting involved with multiple companies uh, along the way. And uh, there were two companies in New York that were consumer-facing, luxury, aspirational brand companies Hmm. that one was all on the internet going from eBay to its own site, and the other was on uh, mostly a catalog company. And both of those, I was on the board, and one I was was, uh, uh, like an active president, the other I was uh, an active co-CEO. And uh, it was all about how do we get these companies online more efficiently. And Roy, I had pinged Roy a couple years back. If you remember kind of the, 
you know, in about 02, 03, 04, 05, the internet started getting, the e-commerce side started getting kind of snoozy. Yeah. And everything got old and dusty. But there was this company out there, an agency called Varian, that I just like, wow, they got a real fresh voice out there. I like it. And I pinged this guy, the founder, and I said, hey, Roy, we should get together. We're both in L.A. And, and uh, we, we didn't. And a couple years later, uh, when I was working with these two companies, I knew we needed to replatform. And I saw Varian was starting to talk about this open source project that they had. And, I, and uh, the head of development at one of the companies really wanted to do open source. So I dragged him uh, from New York over there and we sat down and talked to uh, Roy and Yoav about what they were doing, but really in particular about having Varian build these two sites for us. Right. And so it was, uh, we were back, uh, you know, it was Roy, Adi, Karen, Yoav. Um, actually, Karen was part-time at, uh, at the time. Uh, Shannon was over there. Udi was there. <laughs> and it was really mostly the agency just starting to roll out this open source product. And Roy and I started talking about it, and you could tell um, his original model was uh, really very much like um, like Linux. You know, we will release right. this open source product. We'll be the best at support. We'll be the best at service. We'll be have the, we'll be the best SI out there. We'll sell support packs and et cetera. And uh, as he and I were talking about it, I said, "That's you know, one of the things we just started talking about for my own use was for these other two companies is." Uh, you're giving me the store. You're not giving me a component. And since you're giving me the store, I'm okay with you charging me. And I think the open source community would be fine if you had an enterprise product because of that. So rather than just being a component, you were giving me the store. The store creates revenue. And so mm -hmm. we started to talk about that. And I told him, look, frankly, my board, when I go to the boards of these companies and say, oh, I'm using an open source product and it's free. They're going to shoot me. They're going to say, what are you doing? <laughs> right? So I said, Roy, you need to charge me. You need to come with support. You need to have warranty. You need to have those things because it's the only way I can get this product through. But I said, okay, hmm. so we're going, to, we're going to build these sites together. And in the short term, and that's going to be a three, four-month arc, in the short term, it was the 08 crush. And uh, I wanted to tip up a private sales site. I had done diligence for some of the major private sale uh, companies that are out there for the venture guys. And I said, I want to tip up a private sale site for this, this company. Let's joint venture on building a private sale module, basically. Mm. And Roy recognized that that would be a, uh, you know, kind of uh, bit one or part one to create the enterprise offering. And uh, it's kind of how it started. I was really a client and Roy and I, uh, he kept, sending me uh, contracts to, um, to kind of advise them. And I kept saying, I'm a client. I can't do that, but let's have lunch. We're always together. Every, you know, we met every, like every week just talking about this stuff and built a great relationship. And when I was done with those two companies, we put permanent CEO and president in those companies. Uh, I told Roy that, again, Magento was supposed to be one of many companies. And I really started as the idea of, you know, back at Varian, um, you know, I'll, you know, be it'll be a three to six six month gig, and I'll do it. You know, maybe half time. I, but I fell in love with what we were doing. <laughs> I fell in love with Roy and Yoav, and uh, everything that we had. You know, everything that was in front of us. You could just feel it starting to ripple across the world. It was just fantastic. So that's hmm. how I met quote met Magento, and that's how uh, how I got sucked into all in full time president. Do you do you remember back to those days? If like what. Were there any large brands that were already on Magento when you kind of came knocking? No. 
Yeah. So no. that, it was like really that was before North Face. It was before uh, Harbor Freight. It was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a shout out to our friends at Harbor Freight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those guys, uh, uh, they uh, they showed up at our door at 7 a.m. When uh, when things were hiccuping a little bit, and they they beat me into the office sometimes to sit down and discuss technology with us. <laughs> it's so funny uh, because uh, Elizabeth Van Dyke, uh, who uh, is now I think uh, on the content side of the business, uh, was at Harbor Freight at the time. I know a lot of people that actually went over to Harbor Freight uh, from some of my old uh, uh, you know engineer friends and some some analyst friends uh, who they were just dying for magento talent in any way whatsoever and they were bringing anybody in they could um that's interesting i i, so, I didn't yeah, mean to name on. drop there was that a, yeah. was that a sensitive uh i would love to show up on your doorstep asking for help at 7 a.m yeah well i'll tell you <laughs> what it's a, actually it's a kind of a fun story so uh you know actually so going back to your your question we had you know we we were just starting to you know uh the open source product was starting to spool out mm-hmm. i think by the time i went from just having a relationship with roy to having a business relationship with roy we started to have the enterprise product uh just kind of percolating out there but again i had this history with you know a fortune 500 company spinning it off uh doing it uh, uh selling a company to uh amazon uh and so i think i think when I joined, uh, I think there was a little bit of attention. I had pulled some. I, I hopefully dragged in some credibility of, you know, gosh, if this if this old longtime guy is hanging out with them, something's got to be going on there. And so I think you know, I think it, it was a nice intersection of all that. But here's what used to happen: so Paul and um, and Brian Beck, right? They uh, Paul, the CTO, and Brian Beck, who was like GM of of commerce yeah. for uh, Harbor Freight. Yeah. So they, you know, they launched on Magento and they were, you know, Magento, when we originally built it, it was really mentally, we figure we'll be, you know, most of the companies using it will be doing a million, you know, maybe 5 million, maybe 10 million a year on the platform. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, uh, the SIs around the world started to bring in bigger and bigger clients that were doing more and more revenue. And one of them was certainly Harbor Freight. And that's why I think in one dot, one two one seven or something like that we yeah. uh we had to really do a re-architecture uh to allow for the scale but paul and brian they were in la also and they were one of our fastest growing clients out there doing some of the largest volume at that time for us and they were great but they would show i, I swear to god I, I when i'm an early guy i get in the office like 7 a.m i'd pull up in my car and they're standing outside the door. Hey, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to go live with a 1.x.x, and uh, something's wrong. I'm like, all right, come on in, guys. And then it was beautiful. We'd get, you know, they'd start rattling off on everything. I'd go, come on, wait a second. I pull in Yoav. Yoav is like a, he's like a freaking uh, rocket science when this stuff happens. He goes, did you do this? Did you, did you guys do this? Boom, boom. He goes, here's your problem. It was like, boom, back out the door they went. So yeah. it was good. It was a great relationship. They helped push us. Um, you know, to uh, to make some changes and uh, and grow quickly. And it was nice having them local, but they were hilarious. And I got a great relation with uh, Paul and uh, Brian uh, today, and they've helped me a lot uh, along the way. So it's been good. That's uh, that's so interesting. I, I we didn't have we it was sort of the same era when I was working in Magento in the early days, and uh, you know we we certainly weren't in the you know we weren't doing hundreds of millions, but you know we were doing twenty ish million at the time. And we felt all those same pains. And, uh, 
but we didn't have that. We didn't have that benefit. And I'm so glad to hear it's like, you know, you guys were reading our minds uh, and I, we ha- couldn't be the only people who were struggling at the time. Uh, but you were you were kind of getting out ahead of those uh, problems as they were developing. And the product moved so fast back then. It did. It, it, it was it was it was a matter of a year, year and a half. It was a completely different product. Uh, uh, you know, between those old the one dot one days to one dot four, it was it was uh, it was an an incredible run. I felt like you were having product re- you know updates and releases every two weeks. Um, it, it it was amazing, and I'll tell you, Yoav. You know, we uh, Yoav uh, scaled the team mostly in the Ukraine from you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, tens of people to uh, hundreds of people very quickly that, you know, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, I, I fell in love and um, I, I see Roy and you of like family, Roy and I, Roy and I, when we, even after we took the PayPal money and then took uh, the eBay money, uh, we shared offices pretty much the whole time because uh, Roy and I just had a kind of a symbiotic relationship with it. And Yoav, you know, was just doing a, freaking phenomenal job growing the technology team and my hat's off to him he's a really smart guy even though right you will be the you know if you don't code you're not you're not worth shit to go off <laughs> <laughs> and not only will he tell you that he'll tell everybody that <laughs> i remember what, i love you man you met you know it's funny you mentioned briefly uh bob that you that you learned to code at some point in your career and i actually remember uh tweeting tweeting you about it at one point and you're like hey shut up i know i, I know how to code or something <laughs> like that and he kind of smacked me around a little bit i'm going to let's put it this way it was before all you guys were born uh it was um so let's see i went from a wall street job out of college and i loved wall street smart minds but they weren't making anything got involved left that after about three years and got involved with a in essence a financial product a wholesale insurance wholesale business that started to scale massively across Mm. the country we we basically pioneered what's now known today as long-term care and uh, we were managing like within a year, 15,000, very much like Magento was a platform. It was product, but it was a platform that enabled all these agencies around the United States to just uh, do something new and grow their business. But we had 15, 14, 15,000 agents around the United States. We had to manage. They were all independent. And uh, this is a long time ago. And I built a sat down, decided we needed something in technology, Microsoft. I'm in Seattle and Microsoft's hanging out there. And I decided to... Uh, we needed something to better manage all this. And we sat down and built, in essence, a database system, a smart database system to track how they're getting trained, whether or not they're doing the right sales volume, are there any complaints coming in, flag these things. And in doing that, I fell in love with um, technology. Here's smart guys and gals who are smart like Wall Street, but they're making something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so after we did that, we sold that company to Aetna and actually have to CUC or Sendent. Um, I got involved with a, in, basically a friend of mine had started a shrunk wrap software company uh, back in the egghead days. And we were doing a lot of, <laughs> yes. And we were doing a lot of, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of interface work. Like early days, Packard Bell had this thing called Navigator. That was us. And it was a, it was a, it was <laughs> lack of a better term. It was a condom. So you didn't hurt yourself with the, uh, <laughs> when you bought the computer, <laughs> it, I, it, it, it taught you how to, you could operate in it and do some interesting things. Huh. And in doing that, I had C++ developers and I had designers, you know, for the UI, UX. But our problem wasn't the Internet. Our problem was chipset and the speed of which you could push things through the chipset. So there was a middle layer 
that was done by Authorware that became mm, what was it called? Something media. Um, uh, I forgot what it was. And then I think it was bought by Adobe. Uh, but that had like a layer Shockwave of, or Macromedia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was bought by them. And it was a drag and drop kind of coding logic thing. And I could drill in and I could put in C++ code. So I'd run over to the de- developers. Hey, guys, I got to figure out whether or not the you know, whether or not the PC has a MIDI code, which one it's installed on, et cetera. They'd go, well, you know, go in, you know, and run a MIDI call and this. this. So right. it was fun. I, I, you know, it was fun. It was as much as a guy like me needs to do, but I could not pull myself away from the chair. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, to me, it was a lot of fun uh, finding the problem sets and uh, logically solving them. So it made me let, the good thing for my career is it made me not afraid of that black box that's over yeah. there. Yeah. Do you um do you know it like well you know with the kind of there's movements today to kind of for kids to learn to code for everybody to learn to code that kind of a thing are you uh, a believer in that do you like want your kids to learn to code and that kind of a thing or so I am probably you know I'm fortunate and a little it's a little crazy too but I'm fortunate in that uh, I do get a flow of kids that are high school college post college and one of the things I probably leave them all with is just get comfortable with code. Just understand that it's a flow of logic. Take a 1.0 class out there. Do something online. Do something basic. Because today, part of the there's an industry called technology. Tomorrow, the whole world's infrastructure is technology. And you need to understand that. And the better you cannot see it as a black box, the more powerful of a leader that you will be. Because if you don't, just like anything else, legal, HR, um, finance, and technology, if you don't really know as a leader kind of you know the guidelines to those kind of things, any one of those groups can end up running your company yeah. without you knowing it. So I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. I'm, you know, to me, like I said, today uh, technology is an industry and what's happening is the whole world is weaponizing with technology and you need to understand that because it is the infrastructure of tomorrow. Now, as far as my kids – I hug up to them both. Uh, I am the guy that my bride, my wife says, go hug little daddy. They are both post-college. One is <laughs> cranking out. Uh, he j- Yesterday, you may have seen Ghostbusters VR just released something. That was his project. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so he's a, he's, he's a, one guy's a geek guy. The other guy's a, a I'll call it a media geek. So he's uh, been at NFL Networks for five years, three years as an intern. <laughs> he does uh, the YouTube channel this year, and he's done some amazing stuff with them. So both of them, are, both of them uh, got a, are pretty comfortable with geeking out. One, you know, one more on the business side and one more on the geek side. Mage Talk is brought to you by MageMail. MageMail is the triggered email app for Magento. Triggered email can increase your revenue from 8 to even 12%. MageMail is easy and risk-free to try out, and it comes with a free concierge onboarding service. So all you have to do is sit back and watch the orders start to roll in. You can start your risk-free trial today at magemail.co. MageTalk is brought to you by MageMojo, a 360-degree customer support Magento hosting company. 360 degree customer support means every facet of your store is under support when you're at MageMojo. That's everything from the performance of your store to code level support in the Magento core and even patches will be applied by MageMojo on your behalf without your having to worry about a single thing. They have the fastest SLA in the entire Magento hosting realm and they'll even give you money to switch back to your old host if you don't like them. 
I want you to try them out today at magemojo.com. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O.com slash magetalk for a special offer. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io. I really wish that merchants uh, in general, maybe we'll see this as a generational shift, uh, tends to pull, uh, you know, tends to uh, create more merchants or more economic opportunity for a new millennial generation. And there's so much, so many more of them than there ever really were boomers. But as as we're seeing more people sort of mine and Kalen's age uh, becoming business owners, I think they are comfortable uh, with technology to the point that you you really can't BS them. Um, and, and I feel like what we're seeing is that generational gap between uh, businesses that are constrained by technology and sort of bound to what their IT capabilities uh, are internally or what they're being told by their internal IT teams. Uh, and, and they do. They really hold those businesses hostage. And, and I sort of see it every day. This is kind of the I, I, I was railing on something a few episodes ago as I, you know, as is my custom. And I, <laughs> you know, my. My my, I, I really feel badly for merchants uh, that sort of get themselves into you know positions with you know having hired the wrong agency or having internal developers that led them astray or creating lots of uh, fault points for their businesses. And I think it all stems from sort of just a lack of technical literacy. Not that you have to be technically literate to be successful in business. That's obviously not true. Uh, but I think it's becoming more of a requirement for you to be successful in businesses that depend on technology as part of the retail channel. Um, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I think what we saw was it used to be um, uh, wave one was kind of the old guard that we faced originally as the Internet was being born is, you know, what is that stupid thing? <laughs> uh, you know, and it, it, but, but it was bifurcated. So you had internet over there and you had IT over here. And wave one was just getting, you know, of course, the CTO or the IT guy at any larger company, mm-hmm. that was his project, but he doesn't think about it right. But it was okay because it was bifurcated. And if the CEO wanted it done, it had to be done. Yep. And the smart IT CTOs at the time were enabling people that knew what they were doing to make that happen. Uh, it's interesting. So, I, and we were we're we're pretty much long past that. What's happening today is it's it's now, like I said, the whole all of it's being weaponized with technology that stems into the kind of internet driven, uh, cloud based, and etc. And I I do believe that we're starting to get into you know it's crossing into all the core infrastructure. And again, those same people are getting nervous. But I would also challenge this. Uh, uh, I would also challenge you on this that. Uh, I've said this at a couple of the keynotes I give is, you know, who's been in our industry, you know, over 10 years now? Mm. There's a lot of people. I, I probably, I'm going to assume both of you guys have been in this industry over 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm going to say that a lot of the old guard that we faced uh, in version 1.0, Internet 1.0, they were, you know, 10, 15-year-old, old CTO guys and or, or IT guys. And we need to be careful not to be the old guard because you see that sometimes, you know, we're not letting go because the world, it, this stuff's evolving so quickly. And mm. I would, you know, 
Yeah. But this is the role uh, that – this is one layer of the role. This is the consultative layer of the role that we play at uh, 47B. And uh, we do it on an advisory. It's not something we're, uh, we're trying to build as a business. But the idea that a large company comes to us, Universal Music Group or Klipsch or a bunch of these large companies – and they want uh, – all they want is us on their side of the table, not to negotiate, but just to make sure we're, we're in their ear, making sure they're making some of the right choices, not mm. getting railed by, uh, you know, picking up some of the wrong bits and pieces and kind of directing them. But it's, there's a big demand out there for, uh, I think, smart people without going deep in because once they feel like you're deep in their pocket, it starts to turn the table and you feel a little bit one-sided on them. But I agree. They, it, we, we need to shake that up. And – Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying 47B is your uh, is, is kind of your advisory company, right? Yeah, that's uh, I could give you, a, you know, yeah. a couple minute on what the heck uh, that name came from. But that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is an advisory. And what happened is I've done multiple companies before at once. My goal after we sold to eBay and soft landed at eBay um, it was I wanted to go back to building, uh, dealing with multiple companies at once. I didn't want it to be just me. I wanted to put, in essence, the brand into something else. And I've done a marginally okay job doing that. I've got a, we've got some great companies we're working with. But really today, and we just haven't kind of, we haven't pushed the outward facing button of this as far as telling people really what's going on. But we've got at the top, you know, there's an advisory layer and there's two segments to that advisory layer. One is... Um, one is, like I said, it's a high level, uh, light to moderate touch. Sometimes we'll put project, uh, pro, uh, project managers in, uh, touch for companies that want to go from where they are to getting great at commerce, just helping them understand. And it can be anything from technology to operations to the way their organization's structured. It's, it's purely advisor. We're not trying to do deep consulting. We're not trying to, you know, get, get into that. And those things can last three to 12 to 18 months. Then the next layer are growth companies. And that's really our interest. And those are, I call them growth portfolio companies. That's Tamando and that's W Promote. Mm -hmm. And that's One Hope. And that's a couple of companies like that where we've got multi-year agreements. We're really part of the team. We're, you know, some days we're, you know, 5% uh, busy with them. And sometimes we're 105% busy on any given day, week, or time. And then the last layer that we're looking at starting would be um, earlier. So the growth are not early stage to us. They're companies with product in the market and starting to uh, and have real revenue. And they're looking, you know, it's starting to vibrate. Maybe it's a first-time founder, you know, uh, and they just need to understand that they're tightening down the right bolts and they're, you know, how do they get credibility into the market? How do they grow faster? Maybe some of it's about capital, things like that. And we're actually looking for a couple more of those probably uh, over the next six months to, uh, to take under our wing. And, uh, and then the, the last would be early stage. And, we're, and the only way to do that right is uh, to move towards uh, the capital side. And we've got a couple strategies we might be doing around that. 47B, well... Uh, I was asking some people. I didn't want it to sound dot commy, and I didn't want to. Mm. I didn't want it to come off like Commerce Partners something something that looked like, you know, I'm just hanging a shingle out there. I wanted it to be uh, quote in a branding sense an empty shell, and so I wanted it to quote be meaningless. Uh, but it had to mean something to me. And um, one guy I respect deeply with branding came back to me, and he goes, Ah, you need to be like a you know velvet rope. It needs to be mysterious. And here's what it should be. It should be 47 colon 
I think it's like 117. And I'm like, I know what that is. I put it into the browser and it was the longitude latitude of Seattle. Mm. So I was born, raised Seattle. Uh, and then the other was I was reading Boys in the Boat, which is a fantastic book. And it means a lot to me because it's not only the Northwest where I grew up, Seattle where I grew up, University of Washington where I went to school, but also I was a rower at Washington. And it's really about these rowers, these kids struggling in the um, Depression era. And it's fantastic. And um, uh, it's uh, on its way to being a movie too. Uh, anyway, in there, the kids are struggling uh, to pay to stay in the university, uh, to stay to stay in college during the Depression era, and uh, one mm-hmm. of them goes to work at the Grand Coulee Dam project, brand new projects going up there. Thousands of people show up. He's hanging off the side of cliffs, you know, jackhammering <laughs> rock and staying in shape. <laughs> but the city forms, and I'm reading this one line, and in the city there's a street, and it's the kind of it's the commerce street or the retail street. It's got it's got pharmacy, it's got uh, apparel, and it's got hookers, and it's called. B Street. <laughs> I'm like, there it is, B Street. And I'm like, then somebody had B Street. So I said, okay, I'm taking 47 and B Street. And that's where it started. Then it came, and it was just too much. So I'm kind of really, it's narrowed down to 47B and nice. B Street just as URL. So there you have it. <laughs> so there isn't actually a 47B Street. There's the 47 colon something, and then the B Street you kind of combine together. Yeah. Yeah, forty. So forty-seven is uh, latitude. Forty-seven is Seattle. Yeah. Is, uh, Costco, REI, Amazon, Starbucks. You know, you can name all these great Nordstrom, all these great retailers that were born there. So like, it means something to me. And kind of our ethos of what we do is, it's what I do. It's one of the ethos. It's the big thing that I I I loved and you know was adamant about uh, Magento, and that's it's all about enabling other people's success. So for all that stuff I talked about around it is this ecosystem, the ecosystem we all know. You know, it's all the people yeah. that we know and it's other people. And all I want to do is, you know, and there's a, there are a lot of people that I'm bringing opportunity to and that opportunity is helping them grow their business. But it's really helping my companies because I trust these people to execute on their jobs. I ex- they're great at what they do. And uh, so it's. You know, to me, it's really at the end of the day, it's just a name. It's about uh, where commerce and technology meet, and it's really about you know, kind of the ethos of enabling um, success of others, including. That's awesome. okay. Since you That's you kind of mentioned uh, uh, two there that I know that I encounter every day in that in that enablement, uh, you mentioned uh, Tamando, uh, mm-hmm. and you mentioned W Promote, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll tell you, I was floored uh, last year when I saw W Promote show up on Silicon Valley. <laughs> um, that was super cool. Did you have a hand in, in that at all? <laughs> no, that's that's the mastery of one of the co-founders, Mike Stone. So, you know, there's a couple interesting things that only happen when you're uh, in L.A. And that's yeah. one of them. We had just moved into this new space. It's really, we've been here now a year and a little. It's really cool space. And uh, um, Silicon Valley, um, uh, HBO Silicon Valley was, tr- you know, trying to find a spot to shoot an episode, and they came in, and uh, we actually got paid for that. Oh, and, nice! Yeah, we got paid for that, and they came in, and in that conference room, uh, it has our logo on the wall outside. Mm-hmm. We said, well, "Are you going to leave that?" And they go, "Yeah, we'll probably leave that." And so we're like, "Ah, oh, that's great. We'll get some exposure." Well, what, you, what we didn't <laughs> know until the episode <laughs> up is 
they digitally enhanced the monitor in there so that when you well when you came into the conference room and this you know um, what they call Pipe Piper CEO was there and he'd been pitched by two agency guys. Yep, yep. The monitor said W Promote, and just prior to that, they pan a building. It's not our building. It's all you know rift in. Yeah. And it digitally enhanced that building outside to say W Promote. So it you know they just put us all over the place, yeah. and that's not even our building. And so it was a wonderful surprise to us. And you know what? Kudos to us because now we're known as uh, Silicon Valley's agency um, or Pied Piper's agency, and we came up with Pipey, the animated. Yeah, uh, that's right. flute. <laughs> 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 that's that's awesome. I I, I know Tomando too is is uh, doing a lot of work here in the United States, doing uh, a lot of logistics. Uh, I I don't know if a lot of people have know them or have heard about them, but if you're in the Magento uh, systems integrator space, you've definitely you know. You've definitely come across Tomando. Yeah, Tomando. I, so I fell in love with Carl Hartman, who's the founder there. Again, he's that same the same pattern. Mike Mothner, who did W Promote, started that in college, and he's a first time founder. And when I started interfacing with, I knew Mike for a long time. He had twenty five people, then fifty people, and then when he was about seventy five or hundred, he started talking to me about gee golly, what's next, and how do I do this? And uh, we're now at about three. We're over three hundred. And uh, it's a good size uh, digital marketing firm that's just doing some amazing stuff. And Carl was the same thing. Carl, I met towards, you know, somewhere in the tail of my Magento arc. And Carl is one of those founders, again, first time founder who, if you say, hey, Carl, we're going to go seven miles down the street, he'll walk through the effing buildings instead of, you know, taking the streets. He just. <laughs> So determined. And, and what he had done in Australia was Australia, because it has constraints, I, and this is one of the reasons I really like Australia for uh, doing some interesting things, and we're looking at funding earlier companies in there, is it's the size of the United States, but economically it's smaller than the state of California. So none of the retailers there could tip up a pick, pack, and ship center. They, they couldn't put $30 million of inventory in a separate in a separate uh, 3PL. So what they had to do is figure mm-hmm. out how do we click and collect? How do we pick up from store? How do we ship from store? So they had that. They had to solve that early on out of necessity, and necessity does wonderful things. So Carl created, started with a services business, I mean, a very technological light services business, and then created applications to service that market. And when he and I started talking, it was about can, here's what we did with you know, Magento is a framework. It's an intelligent framework that's in the merchandising layer. You've got the payment layer, which is all about payments. But up on the top, fulfillment, delivery, inventory, returns, it's all disparate bits. And how do we take your technology and turn it into a platform or intelligent framework that goes across that? And uh, that's that's what we've been doing. We, we brought in over $50 million from uh, Neopost, which is a French yeah. public company. And, uh, and we've been growing it. As you guys know, between like Magento 1 and getting Magento 2 out the door, moving from a current business that you have to service and maintain and at the same time build a new business, um, it, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's, very, it's doable and it's hard. And we are just now, you know, we're probably, you know, three to six months behind what we, we had hoped uh, for, for release. So we had to hope we were rolling this out, you know, a quarter or two ago uh, globally. But it's actually coming out the door now. We've got in, um, carriers integrated in around the world, and uh, we will be having some fun at um, Imagine. And, and Magento Shipping, 
um, is at the end of the day, its heart and soul is uh, Tomando. Um, and so we're doing some great things with Magento, yeah, which is, I'll, I'll is call it, it ironic, but it's not. Is, uh, <laughs> is Magento shipping public information? Is that something we, uh, we can put on the podcast? You know what? Let's find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the real test to see if 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 uh, Mark Lavelle actually listens to this show or not. That's my <laughs> Mark. I'll see it. Imagine get, yeah, yeah. talking to me about whether that was public information or not. I, I think it is. I think it is. I think I think it is. Yeah. He. Uh, I, I. I have this wonderful uh, thought that, um, you know, he he has somebody summarize the show for him, like on Skype or something. <laughs> like they just type up a few bullet points, and the top bullet point would be like Bob blows it big time. Um, <laughs> Well, I, you you should have seen the you should have seen the um, quote the memos that came hurling down after I would do um, conferences, speeches, and keynotes after eBay bought us. <laughs> there we go. Speaking there of which, out there, like, oh. so Lavelle, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. I, we met him when we got the PayPal money. He goes back uh, at our side, you know, back when um, we took the first round of capital from PayPal. Hmm. And um, and he's it's been he's you know I don't have to give him kudos for his business acumen and et cetera that's he's got a track record that stands for it. Well, I'll yeah. give him kudos for is uh, is you know t- taking some deep breath around Magento and under- and taking the time over the years and certainly after he got the keys to the car of really understanding what an ecosystem driven company it is. And um, and and embracing and really embracing that and yeah. Uh, so, you know what? yeah. He he had mentioned a little bit about that actually. He was on our our show I think for episode one hundred and and uh, he he had just a great uh, story around that. But I I I do think it takes it's an evolving understanding the, the, because it's an evolving community. Like what Magento fundamentally is is changing today. And and the one thing that's sort of constant is sort of the people's passion for this brand, uh, which means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And their perception of that brand is very important to them. Um, and the fact that Magento was able to retain their brand through those eBay years is kind of remarkable. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, we, it wasn't easy. It was hard. Um, and uh, again, you're during that. Well, so I'll. You know, here's a case point. So we all know the uh, the letter X, yeah. and I, I try to use it as little as possible in anything I type. Um, and it sends chills down my spine every time I see it show up somewhere. You're, but, you're talking uh, about like X.com, the oh X.com God. or something, yeah. Ne- yeah, 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 the name that shall not be said. Um, it's, uh, you know, originally when we were talking uh, you know, with PayPal and eBay about all this stuff. Uh, X was really a, in, originated as a holding brand for John Donahoe. And I've known John, I knew John back when he was CEO of Bain. Um, and it was, I was thrilled, you know, to know we were getting married up to eBay and John was there and everything's because he's actually one of the reasons I ended up in LA again, whole different story. Um, <laughs> but, uh, when we looked at X, it was really a, a holding brand. When John was in the market talking about eBay, everybody saw Pez Dispenser Marketplace. And it was hard to get the street to understand he's got this powerful set of technologies underneath him. He's got a marketplace, he's got technology, and he's got services now with GSI. And so X was supposed to really first and foremost be a way of positioning 
that story. And there was a um, uh, there was a gentleman named Osama that was uh, in in charge of Acts when Roy and I and Yoav were all talking to PayPal and then eBay about kind of the grander scheme of getting married and everything. And and Osama he 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 was. Uh, He's good. He got us. He traveled the world with us. He went to meet Magentos and Bargentos, and he really, really deeply understood us. And uh, the the unfortunate thing is, right as right before we did this deal, Osama hightailed it over to Google to run payments over there, and there's some press on it because he got in uh, a little bit of hot water on that. But hmm. he's uh, he's he was a great guy. And then it started down, and you know, uh, Matthew is really at the end of the day, a, a CTO. And so he looked at it all as a master plan around a, hmm. you know, a, a woven together technology. And, uh, you know, I'm not don't saying say he, the word, Bob. Don't, <laughs> don't. You like that? A woven. Yeah. It's woven. woven. I like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just what you ended up doing. And I talked to John Donahoe about this is you took, you took, in essence, a very early stage aspirational idea, and, and which lose, you know, at the end of the day, doesn't create revenue. It's all cost, so it's a venture backed kind of idea. And at that time, Magento was really a more of a private equity galloping company, right? We had revenue. We we had the ability to be profitable. We could right. gallop. And you took it and you bolted them together. Private equity and venture guys would never do that because it's dangerous to do that. So. Right. I'm not saying he was wrong, but trying to put it all under X, trying to make it all into that and burning uh, time and resources that were blended resources. And, it, you know, that slowed down Magento and our march. Um, it, it was it was a convoluted way of, you know, the capital world would not have done that. They would have kept it separate and said, let's bring them back together later once it's proved out. Um, so that was really the danger to it. And it was it was messy. And a lot of those conversations, you know, you start to kind of gallop up. And I did have some conversations where I actually heard, you know, we were thinking we were thinking about calling this whole thing X and just dropping Magento. And this is as we were getting towards. Remember, innovate. They yeah. Couldn't, oh, I remember. They, we, we spent hours in conference rooms talking about how do you position X against Magento? And they were having the hardest time with it. And I said, yeah, and, and then they said, you know, at one time we thought about just we were going to just lose the brand of Magento. And this, guys, just for all your listeners, this was, you know, half a decade ago, this conversation. You're OK. It's not going away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, um, uh, and, and, and I was, you know, they struggled. They were trying to figure out how do you take this, you know, because it kind of was the same story. Um, and uh, so I said, hey. You know, I bit my tongue and they looked at me and they said, well, you know, at one point we're going to drop Magento. We were thinking about possibly dropping Magento. I said, OK, I got it. I just took a deep breath and watched the struggle go on. And about an hour and a half into it, I raised my hand. I said, I got a solution. Watch this. What if you just called the whole thing Magento? <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was hard. And uh, and I think we went from, you know, Imagine, which was my baby, uh, we went from it being, uh, you know, partway through the, um, I think the eBay ownership, we, it became a, uh, a little too, uh, I'll call it uh, commercial. You know, again, it was kind of the, right. the whiteboard. Here's what a, here's what a software event should, should be. Yeah. And, um, and I'm thrilled to see it looks like it's directionally come right. back when, um, when uh, Roy and I were talking, we birthed Imagine, um, 
with the idea that people were coming into Varian, coming in, I don't even think we had created uh, the separate company. We didn't create the separate company called Magento until, oh, until we took the PayPal investment, I guess we had to. Um, mm. But uh, uh, we, um, or maybe it was after e when eBay was buying us. Anyway, uh, imagine we had people walking in, SIs walking in saying, you know, I know people are selling community or using community. They can't be selling much of this enterprise stuff. Our phones, quote unquote, were ringing off the hook with leads. And we decided we needed to get in front and tell our own story. Yeah. Let's have an event. And we decided uh, let's do this. And we're going to have a global event. And, you know, Roy and I have never put on an event. And we go, oh, you know, let's have it in 90 days. That should work, a global event. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Uh, the cool thing was, you know, he and I were talking and kind of again going with the Magento brand. Um, you know, it was it was never my goal, and uh, and certainly not Roy's to build a enterprise software company. That, and I mean from a brand standpoint, guys with briefcases knocking on doors, competing against IBM and ATG. We yeah. wanted it to be a movement and something special. And so Imagine had to reflect that and. Uh, the model, the ethos of Imagine from, you know, birthing this was, I said this, look, from the moment people walk in the door, I remember Roy and I having this conversation. It, it, it was from the moment people walk in the door to the moment they leave that door. Those three days during that time, our single most important thing we do is elevate their energy level and their emotional level. And from the main stage, we're going to have one session on product, one session on company, and everything else is going to be about them and stimulate them. Kind of more of a TED-like talks, ranging from stuff that has nothing to do with technology to stuff that's, you know, that like, you know, dragging me, dragging Blake Nordstrom over there to talk from a different standpoint. He's not on Magento, right? And it didn't matter. And, uh, and, you know, you felt that vibe. It was all about enabling the e-commerce e ecosystem, which was our, you know, which was uh, the mission that I put it, you know, that I said, this is our mission at, of, of Magento. I didn't, I didn't invent it. I just scratch away at the founders and you pull this stuff out. And that meant our employees, our talent showed up every day at Magento, not worried about Magento, but how do we make, enable the e-commerce ecosystem success so that they are, more successful than we ever will be, not even the merchants, but the ecosystem. And mm. through doing that, we will become successful. And Imagine was a global manifestation of that. How do we create this, I hate to say it, but three-ring circus that just stimulates that and lets everybody do what they do best and do business and have a family-like approach? And in fact, speaking of family, back when we birthed this, I hey, probably had just gotten done with a couple arcs of bar mitzvahs with my boys. And I swear to God, because uh, as, quote, producer of laying that thing out, I mm -hmm. did model it after uh, bar mitzvah with kind of this, you know, beginning, middle, and family style. If you remember the first couple yeah. of Imagines, I had everybody that was on the team standing behind me. We dimmed the lights. We thanked everybody. And uh, it was it was a great thing. And you saw Magento, uh, you saw Imagine a little bit during the eBay deal shift towards, you know what? The hosting partners have all paid for main stage. Let's get them up here. Give them a hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's it, you know, I think it's it's certainly migrated best. I loved last year's um, uh, theme of we are Magento and um yeah, I you know so I th I, th I think uh, 
it's a, it's a long way of saying that I think uh, Mark uh, Lavelle definitely understands the power of the ecosystem. And we'll, yeah. we can talk more about kind of the bifurcation I see and stuff like that later. Yeah. The, the bit about the bar mitzvah is super interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that. And I'm not too familiar with uh, bar mitzvahs, but could you flesh that out a little bit more, how that was <laughs> well, modeled? Well, he's a Gentile. No, yeah, sorry. Right. I'm a Gentile. Oh, let's see. There's a rabbi. And right. Roy would have been the rabbi, and we had a Torah. That would have been Magento the prophet. No. Um, so <laughs> this is great. Really, Keep going. I love this yeah, analogy. Exactly. <laughs> we just got like three show titles out of that one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> so when, it, when I say that it's at the highest level, uh, uh, to me, uh, the bar mitzvah is about um, – it's about the family. It's about the celebration of this person, but it's really about the community that's there. And there's a pattern – to a, uh, in essence, a, um, a Jewish service or a bar mitzvah service where there's a, you know, um, you kind of thank you. It's thanking in the beginning. It's thanking at the end. And then there's this arc in between. There's this, you know, for us, and I, I think my boys were uh, bar mitzvah as conservative, and I'll call it beach conservative down here in Manhattan Beach. So it's a little bit lighter <laughs> than that. Um, but it was really towards the end, you know, all the family came up and stood behind the, you know, my son and we turned towards the crowd. And, and the, the thing that was there is, look, these people are here for you. They're here for you to be, you know, to grow and watch you grow and et cetera. So it was really at the end of the day, when I say modeled after the bar mitzvah, there was a bit of a, uh, a lot of these conferences, uh, most of them have a, a beginning, mm -hmm. a middle, they don't have an end. Most of them don't end, right? Yeah, that one morning keynote and then go to some sessions and they just don't kind of have this end. And right. I really thought that it was important to bring people together and thank them again for everything and really thank them authentically because I, you know, again, Magento is nothing more than the sum of its ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was, it was an honor to be there. So that's when I say a bar mitzvah, it, it really gets down at the highest level. A family of you know something honoring family and um, because I felt as though uh, the connection between Magento and the ecosystem was a family connection mm -hmm. and um, and that's then there's, really cool. there's a component to it. Maybe, so. maybe it was. Maybe I mean I, I you know not to get too philosophical here, but you know maybe in some ways it was you it was a mitzvah for your you know yeah. this this baby this product that you watched grow into a uh, a that's, man to an adult. It, you know, you, cer you certainly felt it. And, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've talked to Ben Marks or Sherry, well, not Sherry, but Ben, you know, some of these people that have come into Magento later on, you know, there is a circumcision process once you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Uh, so I think some people felt that uh, not too long ago. You know, what's I, I have to, you know, kind of carrying on with that fatherly aspect, too. I mean, yeah. uh, Magento just put out. A press release, uh, the IDC report that uh, they had commissioned says 101 billion dollars of, uh, of 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 revenue uh, generated by the ecosystem through you know in 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 the support of or the transaction of Magento. Transaction. I mean, that's a, that's an incredible that's an incredible number. And I mean, would you consider that? Is that something that you feel pretty proud of? So when I talk to people that know nothing about Magento or might know a little bit about it, it is it is one of the most wonderful things I speak about is it's certainly nice to say, hey, it represents 25% of all global e-commerce sites. They're like, what the hell, what? Yeah. But what I really get off on and I get really excited about and it means the most to me is, you know, I know the numbers uh, that came out of that study. I 
you know, I back in a napkin uh, for years have been saying, you know, over half a million people wake up every day and make all a uh, majority, if not all of their living because Magento exists. Yeah. And that's developers, that's SIs, that's merchants. And, and sometimes, you know, I'd say it's three quarters of a, uh, of a, you know, of a billion. I mean, it's, I mean, three quarters of a million. It's, it, uh, it is nothing more than amazing to me. And out of that, I happen to be in the honored seat of being, you know, kind of, uh, the guy that, um, you know, Roy is more, uh, uh, inward and Roy and I, you know, made a good puzzle piece working together. And, you know, Roy pushed, you know, said, go, no, you go do that. Go ahead. You, you can get out there. <laughs> and, and so for me, I saw one of my big things as president of Magento was literally going around the globe with, you know, those, um, those billows you use to, uh, uh, to fan a fire, mm. right. To just you know, blow hot air on, yeah. you just and blow, you know, it blows gentle air across coals and embers to create a fire. That was in my mind what I had to do around the world is to just keep those fires going and keep everybody, you know, leaning in and excited about um, about Magento. But the fire was there already and the fuel just kind of keep putting fuel inside, whatever you could do to support it. But nothing makes me more, um, more excited than the global friendships of the kind of wickedly talented people. Um, around the globe that I've made uh, during that time. So yes, I, uh, it's fascinating to me. And it's less about the, you know, again, it's less about the hundred billion uh, in revenue, which is fantastic. And if if that wasn't there, these other people wouldn't be around. But um, it's more of those. It, it's the other data, and you've shared that data before, also. 